Good morning. Welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Saturday, January 23rd edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone. We have a nice three-game slate for you. A very, very quick one. Uh, start of the NFL divisional round of the playoffs. We have two football games that you guys can bet on on DFS side. Uh, and we have three basketball games, but we will cover the NBA games. We don't start this slate until 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then another hour after that is game two at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then another hour after that, it's the last game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Very weird how this slate is broken down for you. But uh, we'll try and do our best here. Uh, we don't have any teams on the front end of a back-to-back. But we do have a couple on the back end. That The back end being uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are on the back end of a back-to-back. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on, see if anything changes there. Uh, <clears throat> and that's it for now. Uh, we have the Kings at Bucks. We have, oh, no, I forgot. The Thunder are also on the back end of a back-to-back. I knew there was two. Um, and then the Thunder at the Cavs. And then Indiana at Phoenix for the late game. Um, without further ado, let's jump right into this. It's going to be a quicker one. We'll also have an article out there for you. Uh, but on the injury report, as of right now, I'm doing this one on Saturday morning. I tried to get uh, with two of six teams on the back end. I was trying to wait for some semblance of an injury report. Uh, but as of 11.18 this morning when I'm doing this, uh, we don't have anything for the Bucks and Thunder. Uh, I thought by now we possibly could, but we don't have anything for either of them. <clears throat> uh, the Kings have yet to submit anything as well. Uh, with that said, on the Kings side of the ball, that's what we'll start with first on the injury report. Tyrese Halliburton has cleared protocols per him. Yeah, he... he uh, he announced it uh, himself. He cleared protocols. He is questionable, I'm assuming. Depends on conditioning for this one. Uh, but they don't have anybody else on that injury report as of now. And we'll take a stab at Milwaukee. Um, we know Brooke Lopez is out. Everybody else, um, we'll see. We'll see if Drew Holiday plays. He, I know he missed a little bit of time. See if he plays on the back-to-back. We'll see if DiVincenzo, probably not. Uh, but anyone else, uh, that'll pop up later. And the funny thing I think about this is, uh, DraftKings is putting DeMarcus Cousins, has signed with Denver. He will not crew fantasy points. Please check your lineups. He got waived on the 5th of January. So uh, if you're still putting him in your lineups on Milwaukee it, during that two-plus weeks, uh, I don't think you, you shouldn't really be playing DFS right now. But that's for a another day. But we don't have an injury report for these guys, but we do have a spread. A 230-and-a-half game total, which is easily the highest of these three games easily it's 12 points higher than the next highest um and a whopping 21 and a half points game total higher than the the next game we'll get to but and the bucks are nine and a half point home favorites all that said let's start with the kings um only three games late so we'll take a look at this halliburton's availability on this is intriguing to me if he's not in uh terrence davis Davion Mitchell become very, very good plays here at 5-8 and 4-6. Uh, and I would really like to play them and then load up on as many studs as you can there. Um, 
with that said, we're also looking at who's going to be in and who's going to be out on Milwaukee. Back end of a back-to-back, we could see some big guys rest. I mentioned Holiday, mentioned DiVincenzo. I uh, could always see Giannis get the occasional rest. Um, Chris Middleton. And that'll, that changes things, too. If, if Giannis did miss Bagley at 5-4, comes intriguing to me. Um, he's been playing pretty well the last three games. He has uh, three straight games over 30 fantasy points here, 16-9. Uh, against the Lakers, 26 and 13 against Houston and 17 and 9 against Detroit uh, a couple days ago. So he's starting to pick up the rebounds. He has at least 9 rebounds in the last 4 games and double digit figures uh, in the last 3. So he's starting to play a lot better here. And um the last one was only in 25 minutes. So he's still doing it in in smaller bursts um while Rashawn Holmes, Medu and uh, our Holmes hasn't really come back he, he played 15 in that first one 19 or 28 in the second one uh, but he hasn't done really much of the rebounding <clears throat> so I, I do like Bagley and his potential gets much better if he's not going against Giannis on one side of the floor uh, the whole night two sides of the floor um, if Halliburton doesn't play Fox becomes in play for me at 8500 uh, if Halliburton does play I, I do like Halliburton at 7200 I'll take some chances on him you can you can get to the Bucks uh, from the three-point line. A lot of times uh, we'll, we'll see Drew Holiday lock people down, but it, it, he probably will be more on Fox. So I do like Halliburton here if he does play and he's ready to go a full allotment of minutes. But again, we'll see. He just cleared protocols. I uh, don't know about his conditioning yet. And that's probably it for now. Uh, Holmes, I'll take a stab at at 4-3. It's just super cheap. And I meant if he played 28 minutes, he didn't really get the rebounds or he had a a good amount of blocks. He put up 28 fantasy points. Uh, the upside right now is, is just limited for him, but at 4,300, it's it's hard to get much lower than that. So I'll take a chance on him as well. I think there's some good value here, uh, depending on Halliburton's ability and depending on who's available on the other side of the ball, which we'll get to right now. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, Drew Holiday and DiVincenzo come to mind first and foremost, as they might miss. And then Giannis. Um, th- those three we'll have to keep the biggest eye on. If Giannis does play, yeah, he should crush this price. And I think there's more than enough value here. Uh, we'll get to Indiana later, uh, but there's more than enough value on this slate that play Giannis um, if he's ready to go and he's playing. So I do like him here. And then it's again, it d- depends. Uh, Middleton's been playing really, really well lately. He has he had another 43 point fantasy game in the, in the last one. And he only scored 16 points. Uh, he had 16, 10, and 6 with a couple stocks. So he's been playing really well. I don't mind if you wanted to play both of them. And and still, again, there's there's enough value to do that. I would prefer Giannis in this one. Uh, but Giannis might not even play, so we'll see there. Uh, outside of that, I'm keeping an eye on um, Jordan Wara. If one of those two big guys that I just mentioned misses, uh, this guy, we know he can fill it up uh, fairly cheaply at 4-7 if he's getting... 20 to 30 minutes and there's there's opportunity there um and we'll see what happens with drew holiday if he misses does george hill still play uh because if he does and starts 3400 yeah we can take a chance on him if george hill also sits out uh grayson allen pat Connington, there's going to be more minutes because i believe divincenzo should sit out on the back end of a back-to-back um for those two guys as well so there's a lot to siphon out through in that backcourt uh but Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, I'm going to keep an eye on them. And uh, Jordan Noir on the, on the wing, I'm going to keep an eye on him. 
Uh, if everybody is available and ready to go, I'm just going to stay up to the top on this. Um, possibly take a chance on Connaughton at 3,800, but I don't think we need to uh, really love or we don't really need to go there. All right, jumping on over to the next side of the ball or the next game of the night. I mean, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. As I mentioned, Thunder didn't submit their injury report, but the Cavs have Rubio, Sexton, both out. Lamar Stevens, probable, and Rajon Rondo as questionable. Um, unless they add people and arrest people on the back end of the back-to-back, uh, the Thunder have nobody on the injury report anyway, so... We'll see again if that changes. Um, this is easily the lowest t- game total of the night at 209. I mentioned last game was 230.5. Uh, that's a whopping 21.5 point difference right now. Easily the lowest of the night. The next game is uh, nearly 10 points higher than this still, too. So this isn't a game that the Vegas odds love. Uh, and the Cavs are 12.5 point home favorites. Start with the Thunder on this one. And pretty much everybody on this team is is value play, just looking at their price tags. Uh, Baisley is the fourth guy. He's 44. Dort is the third guy. He's only 5,300. Uh, Giddy and Shea are the only people that are priced little up here. Um, I don't want to play either of them at their price tags uh, unless there's a lot of people missing. Uh, just because the Cavs are very, very good, and, and this is project to be a super slow paced uh the Cavs defense though is is fantastic especially around the rim um so i'm probably going to have lower exposure here if you have enough money uh shy shay did put up 41 fantasy points against these guys in their loan meeting before on 19 shots i mean if you have enough money yeah i don't mind throwing him in there um but i do prefer the other people around this spot we uh we'll get to a couple guys on phoenix um uh, we mentioned a guy like fox and halliburton uh, we'll get to guys across the ball that I like. I would prefer to take some chances on there. I think the upside is higher. Uh, but if you have all the money and you're and you're going very very stars and scrubby, yeah, take a shot at them. Um, unless people are are missing, there's I'm probably not going to have any exposure to this side of the ball uh, unless it's filling in a for a uh, a last spot like Kenrick Williams is if he's ready to play. 20-something minutes. I know he just came back. 3,400, yeah, I might take a shot at him. Aaron Wiggins, 3,700, I might take a shot at him um, if Kenrick Williams isn't ready to play that many minutes. Uh, But outside of that, I really don't. I'm not going to build my lineups around these guys. Maybe I'll just fill them in. Um, Yeah, I'm not not too excited about the Thunder side of the ball here. Um, But on the other side, a bit more excited, but not too excited. if Rondo plays and he's ready to play uh, what he did first couple games when he played for these guys around 20 minutes plus, um, I think that makes sense. He in in the couple games uh, with them, he did really well. Uh, <clears throat> he he had over 20 fantasy points in in all of them, and and his role was pretty solid. Uh, 17 to 29 minutes in a couple games. So uh, if he's ready to go, if he's going to get over 24 20 points, taking shots at very punt plays and in star scrubs lineups. Yeah. Rondo makes sense. And he could easily get that against this thunder team, um, at home. So I'll keep an eye on him, but his availability is in question outside of that. I think Evan Mobley is in a rock solid spot. He's been playing. He's just a, on both sides of the ball, man. This guy is great. I don't think we've seen the upside that he has, uh, in fantasy in a while. He's T he hasn't hit over 40 points since, uh, December 11th, and I think 
he'll bring pretty steady value here. Uh, <clears throat> and I would try and take a chance on him over Jared Allen I, I, for, for that slight $100 price difference. Uh, Darius Garland has just been awesome this year. He had 63 fantasy points against the Thunder. And at 9K, uh, I, do, I do really like him here. We just mentioned Jay, and I said I like a couple people around that price tag better. Darius Garland, for a couple hundred dollars extra, is one of those guys. He had 18 assists against this team in their loan meeting. I don't think I'll get another 18 assists, but uh, you can you can still say about 25 points, six rebounds, nine assists. That's a very good game if he if he can get that. Um, and at 9K, I'll take some chances on him. I, I do really like him here. Um, Isaac Okoro, another guy I'll, I'll take have a little interest in, especially if Rondo doesn't play. Um, at 3,800, he hasn't really shown much upside, uh, but he has the occasional upside. Uh, and this is a type of game that he can blow up in with, the, with playing 30 plus minutes. Uh, he can possibly get you 25, 30 points under 4k. So uh, I could take a chance on him as well. Kevin Love is in a decent spot at 5-1 now that his price tag is back to, uh, where it should be around instead of where it was when uh, the front court guys were hurt and he was blowing up. Uh, so I don't mind him either. Lori Markkinen, been playing better, but I'm just not, I don't really want to go there. All right, jumping on over to the last game of the night, we have the Indiana Pacers taking on the Phoenix Suns. Um, this is the only one we have, both teams have an injury report for. Uh, we have Andre Ayton, Frank Kaminsky, Abdul Nader, Dario Saric, TJ Warren, Miles Turner, Montez Sabonis, TJ McConnell, all out. Kyrus LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, questionable on the game total we have a 218 and a half game total and the suns are 12 and a half point home favorites starting with the phoenix uh the indiana pacers who are the away team obviously the two big things that we have to keep an eye on out out is the starting backcourt lavert brogdon are they in are they out if they are both out or one is out we can go their backups here. Uh, I'll start in the front court because we know Turner and Sabonis are both out. Goga at 4-7. Uh, yes, very much like him in this one. He only played three minutes in that first game when uh, without when, when Turner was announced out on, on the 19th. He only played three minutes against the Lakers, but without Sabonis, he played 31, and it would have been even more uh, had he not get ejected before or in the fourth quarter before the overtime. Um, he had 13 points and eight rebounds in the first half with a bunch of assists. And then he didn't really do much after the second half and then got ejected. Uh, but he still wound up putting up 33 fantasy points. And coincidentally, that actually helped us that he got ejected, that he had a very quiet second half. Because uh, he's only 4,700 now. He only jumped up 1,000. That's a big jump. He only jumped up 1,000. And he's going to be playing more minutes in this one. All of the center options outside of uh, Smith without eight and out. Are pretty big for for the Suns. Uh, they have Javal McGee doesn't stretch the floor. Bismack Biombo doesn't really stretch the floor. And I mentioned uh, Smith. So two of those guys guys are going to be playing a chunk. Don't really stretch the floor. And Goga can play right here. So I, I I do really like Goga. He's probably my favorite option on the team. On the front court, we saw Isaiah Jackson have a really solid game in that second uh, second one against Golden State. He played 19 minutes. A lot of it came afterwards. Uh, but he still had 15 points, seven boards, three blocks. He had five fouls in 19 minutes. But um, can keep an eye on him if, if he does draw the start, or if they do go very big. Um, that's up. That's interesting. Brissett played only 22 minutes. 
Uh, we expected a little bit more from him, but that that was very interesting of what he did. I think Torrey Craig's likely going to draw the start again uh, with how the Suns, their power forward is usually Jay Crowder a lot of times now. Sometimes they're playing Cam Johnson there. Uh, so I think Torrey Craig's going to start at 4,500, another option. Two straight games over 28 fantasy points. I think I can continue that. They can get go over 20 and hit value here. So another option there. Those two guys I like the most in the front court. But um, it all the back court is going to ultimately decide where I go after that. Um, if one of Levert or Brogdon are out, I like the guy that's playing. I prefer Levert if he's playing because Brogdon has been in and out of the lineup uh, even when he does play. He played against the Lakers, played 26 minutes, then missed the Warrior game. Uh, I really don't want to play him if he's if he's playing. It's just that's a lot of money, 7400 to play for a guy who might get hurt again mid-game. Um, I do prefer Levert when he's playing, especially without Brogdon. 40 points, is he's just crushing it. Four of the last five games uh, and continued going. Five, six, seven, keep going. Seven of the last eight, at least 40 points. So love Levert if if he's playing, especially if there's no Brogdon. Uh, would very much like him. I think value is easy to be hit there. And then if one of them or both of them miss, Duarte, 5,200. He's eaten up, uh, and I really like him. Uh, if both of those guys do play, I'm not going to have too much exposure of them, but that price tag isn't crazy to where you can still have it. But I prefer uh, one of those guys missing, and then I just prefer him over Holiday, who's also been playing solid, but Duarte's upside is much higher. Uh, so Levert, if he plays, especially without Brogdon, is in. Don't really want Brogdon, but if Brogdon does play, it kind of hurts Duarte's uh, upside for me. And if the in the event that both of them miss, obviously I like Duarte, uh, but then you can take a chance on uh, Washington Jr., Sykes, possibly even Lamb at, at a very, very punt place. I'm not really too into any of them against this Suns defense, um, but they will be options, more options to to look at at very punt place that are going to have to play minutes and have a, have a big role. So uh, it's something to keep an eye on there, especially if those guys miss. Right, jumping on over to the Suns side of the ball. Uh, we have Devin Booker. Chris Paul, there's no A in Bridges. Uh, Booker and Paul are obvi- obviously the highest priced of these guys. Uh, Paul's starting to pick it up. Three out of the last five, at least 45 fantasy points. And both of the last two games, uh, he has solid double-doubles, of 15 and 12 and a 20 and 11 against the Spurs and Dallas. Uh, this is another team that he should have very little trouble with and some ex- success. But I do prefer, of those two, uh, to pay the chunk of a difference there in $1,200 uh, to pay up for a uh, Devin Booker. Him and him and uh, Garland are, are pretty similar here for me. Uh, both have big upside in this matchup uh, or in their matchups. Booker just put up 48.5 fantasy points on, on 35 actual points against this team not too long ago on the 14th. Uh, I think he can do that again. He's only 8,900. He put, he's coming off a game against the Spurs where he put up 71 fantasy points two games ago. Uh, four straight games of at least 41 fantasy points. I think Booker is very solid here, especially with all these star. If you're going star scrubs, like I've mentioned, there's a lot of people that you can take chances on. Uh, but Booker is easily the the guy that I like the most on this squad. And then if you want some value, well, we can go right to the guys in the front quarter. Javal McGee, Bismack Biombo. Uh, they're going to get some extra run here. Biombo, surprisingly, 25 and 28 minutes the last two games, uh, and only 4,200. Didn't hit value in this this last game, but with that type of role, uh, 4,200, you can look at it. And he's playing more minutes 
than JaVal McGee in this one, or in the last two. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, we know both of them have the potential to be pretty solid. McGee with the higher upside, but McGee's usually always limited in minutes anyway. So you can take the chance on Biombo, uh, but they're both going to likely split those minutes with Biombo looking like he's drawn the uh, the bigger straw here. Uh, but Jay Crowder is another option. He's just been very, very solid. Uh, his price tag still only 4500 He's not going up anywhere, not going down, but uh, you look at his game log, and he's hitting value. Uh, in the last five games, he has four games over 20, 21 fantasy points. So I do like him here as a cheap, more expensive cheap option here um, to, to, th- to roll out there. And then if the, the team's going super small, uh, Cam Johnson is always in play. But uh, I prefer Booker, Crowder, uh, and Biombo on this side of the ball. All right, that does it for the three-game slate. Uh, before we head on out of here, I will break down my favorite player, tiers and we'll do it a little bit differently um we'll start with favorite mid-tier play and i'll go right to uh duarte um not sure if lavert is playing not sure if brogdon is playing obviously if they both play i will change this but i expect at least one of those to miss likely brogdon and with the potential for two um and this is the the late game so i will you'll likely have to take a chance on it and in tournaments i will cash maybe i'll play a little bit safer don't want to um, bite myself in that event. But for tournaments, I'll take those chances. And Duarte would be the uh, the guy I'm going to go after at 5,200. Tough matchup, yes, but he might have a ton of usage coming his way. All right. And then, hmm, should I go top tier, bottom tier? Uh, we'll, we'll try and slightly mix it up. We'll go top tier this one. Uh, while there's a lot of people, and, and you can go straight to Giannis, he, his price tag is so much is $3,100 more than everybody else uh, that's available. So I'll skip him and try and get to someone not as expensive, uh, but there's not that many options to choose in the in the super high-priced here. And I'll go uh, to Darius Garland at 9K, I guess the second-highest-priced guy since I'm cutting out the first. Uh, just in a fantastic matchup, he had a lot of success against these guys in the first one, 63 fantasy points against them in their lone meeting in 36 minutes. Uh, I don't think he's going to put up 18 assists like he did in that one, but there's a lot to like in this matchup. Uh, and he plays. He's, he's going to get a ton of minutes. So I, I just he, he is in a fantastic spot. Again, don't think 18 assists come, but he could easily put up a 20 and, and 12, 5, uh, double-double again with, with some peripherals out there as well. Favorite punt play of the night. There are a lot of options here. I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna go on more of expensive tier uh, in the late game, I guess. Um, and Goga, I just think he's he's gonna have to play in this one. There's no Aiden, but they still play. Like I mentioned, Biombo and Javal McGee, two big centers. So McGee's or Batadze is gonna have a bunch of run. He's gonna get the start, uh, and he played 31 minutes and he got fouled out like with six seven minutes left in the. Uh, third or fourth quarter in, in hit that 31-minute game that went to overtime. So he was looking on his way to 36, 37 minutes or so, a lot of time there. Um, he still put up 30, 13 and 9 with five assists uh, and a block. We know he can get he, – he's averaging nearly three, four blocks for his career, almost three blocks a game or per 36 minutes. So the blocks will be there if he gets the time. Uh, the rebound's going to be there. He's going to likely put in double-digit points, and uh, he's a decent passer, so – at 4,700, yeah, we'll have a lot of exposure to him as well. All right, that does it for the Saturday podcast. 
Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Peace.